What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of In the End, There's Always a Disney God. Um, today's episode, we're going to be reviewing What If, Season 1, Episode 7. You guys already know. Um, um, before we get into today's episode and before we get into reviewing What If, make sure you guys go, um, you know, subscribe to my blog and everything, to my site. Get you some merch at shop.disneygod.tk. And, um, yeah, let's get started. Um, let me pull it up. Because, y'all know, it be taking me a minute to get things set up. Okay, here we go. Oh, uh, wait, no, no, we're not, we're not here yet. Okay, here we go. So, what if Season 1, Episode 7... It's taken this long into What If's first season to get an episode that's just plain fun. And no, I don't count the zombie episode. Even the series' better better episodes so far have been re- relatively self-serious. So this week's gleeful energy momentum was an excellent chance change of pace. Chris Hemsworth has made Thor one of the MCU's most reliably funny heroes in episode 7 cements that with a so dumb he's evil version of the character that soars on the actor's enthusiasm while it doesn't have a deep moral to impart it does delight with some good old-fashioned silly fun times dr jane foster and darcy observe a cosmological cos cos whatever cosmological anomaly last detected at the sudden death of a distant star happening in earth's atmosphere Turns out to be the god of thunder himself, Thor. But this week's spin on what we know of MCU's history is that this Thor grew up with his trickster brother Loki to keep him in check. The resultant doofus is an exponentially more destructive bull in the galactic china shop, which positions Thor as both villain and comic relief. What if has mixed results making villains into heroes and vice versa? But Thor's turn as an 80s movie bully who parties so hard he burns out stars was excellent. Which was excellent. It's an open secret at this point that Hemsworth, for his considerable action cred, is really a comedic ace and party Thor exploits the strength at every turn. Hemsworth has a little ego and reveals in undercutting the gravitas expected of him. Of course, he's no less charming, and that's borne out by Jane's persistent belief in his potential. She's ever the straight woman to the Asgardian antics at hand, but Portman delivers a lighter, feistier Jane here than we've seen up to this point. Fingers crossed for more of this in love and thunder, Heck, and heck, even Loki, amusingly giant and blue after his upbringing as a giant on Jotunheim. If you guys don't know what Jotunheim, or if you guys have, if you guys play God of War, Jotunheim is like, it's a different realm. I forgot what it's called, but if you play God of War, Jotunheim in Greek mythology is known as the land of the giants, which were extinct if you've played God of War uh, 4 um, on, on PlayStation. Love this version of Thor. Their shockingly close relationship like brothers here is a subtle, subtle 
reminder of just how heavy the conflict over Asgard's throne weighed on the siblings in the earlier in the early days of the MCU. And multiverse be damned, Darcy's still gonna be snacky and weird, but like hooking up with hooking up with and marrying Howard the Duck, weird. I wish Mr. and Mrs. the Duck all the best as the new undisputed power couple of the MCU. A role god is no easy foe to neutralize, as Nick Fury confirmed when he finally used Captain Marvel's beeper to call her back to Earth after the snap. What if pulls the development way forward by having act acting S.H.I.E.L.D. director Maria Hill summon Carol Danvers back to deal with a blonde terror instead of a purple one? Danvers' appearance feels a little forced. After all, there are only so many who can counter Thor's strength, which is true because Thor is pretty strong. Um, I always thought that, um, I always wondered if Captain Captain Marvel could beat Thor since her powers come from, um, since her powers come from an Infinity Stone. And I always wondered if, 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 if Scarlet Witch too, but surprisingly, if it was a strength competition, they would both lose, shockingly. But as catalyst for a fight scene, episode seven felt obligated to include she doesn't bring some some flash <clears throat> to this point what if has really relied on animation as way of execution executing action that may be impossible or at least very very difficult in its live action counterparts this week shake up that dynamic in a big way featuring numerous nods to golden age troops yes captain marvel's extended b-town of the hapless party Prince was grand in scale, a further reminder of binary form's power. But seeing France printed in huge letters across the countryside as Thor is punched into the sky is what put a smile on my face. Likewise, there's still time for random cutaways to fire Demon Surtur. Bransley trying to woo the Statue of Liberty. Borrowing one of Ragnarok's greatest strengths, Episode 7 is not afraid to get bizarre. And like Ragnarok, Episode 7 weaves in and out of these tone, tonal shifts with nimbleness. As we near the end of the season of What If, the breadcrumbs leading toward the inevitable crossover endgame are becoming more important. This week's wild appearance of an Ultron successfully inhabiting Vision's body as way his original plan wielding and complete set of Infinity Stones was a complete swerve and it's going to be interesting to see whether What If can pay off this new thread. We've got Ego out here, out there with a likely corrupted Peter Quill and a super pissed evil Doctor Strange in a collapsed pocket universe, which seems like a lot of desperate storylines to reconcile closer to the finale. Of course, the greatest what it what is up with the the Fandral and Goats. No, seriously, what is up with the Fandral and Goats? Now it's time for the verdict. True, to its premise, episode seven of What If is a party taking the idea of Thor's early inept ineptitudes and giving them Ragnarok-inducing potential results in the series' most lighthearted installment yet. It doesn't have any clear moral to impact or deep insights into the characters to share, but Episode 7 does have a good time, and it's an equally good time to watch. So yeah, you guys, we are close to the What If Season 1 for the show to the series finale. And I'm I want to see what these last two episodes are gonna be about. I'm not gonna lie. I wonder is Tony is is Ultron gonna get his hands on these Infinity Stones and permanently 
wipe out the existing universe, which could be an alternate reality. You never know about that one. Um, where they permanently, where the half of the universe permanently stays gone. That would be a good reality to explore. <laughs> to explore. But thank you for listening in to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you follow this podcast and make sure you on Google and Spotify and all streaming podcast platforms. And yeah, get you some merch. You guys already know. And yeah, thank you guys for listening in. Bye-bye, guys.